sometimes I get dreams and I don't I don't know if I should, you know, log them or not, but this was an interesting one. It was about the UFC and I just feel like I don't know. I mean, there's just certain things that I think in everybody's life, there's hindrances or things that could keep you from entering heaven or making the rapture. And this is one thing and one area of my life that I think could be a hindrance because I had a real passion for this sport. And so I feel like, you know, um, God shows me, um, and you know, there's just a lot of things in the dream world, I guess in the astral realm or in the spiritual world that, um, it, it just gives you insight, you know, cause into, into the physical, cause you know, it's spiritual before physical and, um, it's just interesting. It was just interesting because um I realized like it's such a violent sport. You know, any type of violent sport, you know, there's demons in it. There's definitely demons behind it. And um there's definitely certain sports that are not going to be permitted in heaven. And that's probably definitely going to be one of them. Um, and boxing, you know, or kickboxing, I think any type of um like aggressive physical brutal type of combat sport you know that's those things are not going to be allowed in heaven obviously cuz you know god is 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 love and you know he's he's perfect you know purity and um and i think if you want to align yourself with god you know he's going to show you things show you areas of your life that um you need to work on and that's one one thing in my life that uh, I've been trying to it's like a a drug or even like an addiction you're trying to wean off of and um so yeah I'm going to share it, you know cuz you never know who it can help but uh man it's just an interesting dream so um in the dream it was like um I don't know what I was doing here. It was almost like I was a vendor or I was somebody that was, it feels like, I was like, what are those like t-shirt guys or something like that? Like, like a vendor, you know? And, um, so we were all setting up for this UFC event that's coming up. Um, and the headliner is Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman. And, um, so I was off to the side and I'm, I guess I'm like, I remember I had a chair and I don't know if I was setting up like an area to sell shirts. I couldn't really figure out what I was doing there, but I know I was more than just a spectator. Like I wasn't just like a fan that was there. I was actually there doing something and, um, I met Dana White, you know, and um, just have to be honest about the whole dream. Like, I really have no <laughs> idea if any of this stuff is true or not. Um, but it was just interesting, you know. And um, I remember um, I seen Kamaru Usman and he was like, you know, off to the side where, you know, I guess they were sitting at a table and right next to him was Colby Covington. And, uh, first thing I was thinking was that's really odd that these two guys who are going to compete against each other, they're actually sitting next to each other. And I was like, man, that's really strange. Cause there was like no cameras or nothing on them. This was like all, like pre-fight, like, you know, like they were, um, like backstage type of stuff, you know? And I was thinking like, 
it kind of feels like the WWE or the what the WWF or whatever it is, the wrestling thing. Cause you know, that's all scripted, right? So, but excuse me for yawning. Like I literally just woke up like 20 minutes ago. It's uh 5 30 AM, 5 39 AM, uh, Thursday, November 21st, 2019. So this event's like three weeks away. And, um, so like, I remember I was there and I'm like, man, this doesn't seem, it seems kind of dead. And I'm like, that's really strange. It should be way more packed than this, you know? And, uh, we were kind of like in an area, like we were outdoors and, um, this wasn't like where they were fighting. This was like not the stage or nothing. This was just like all kind of like a convention type of setup, you know? But, um, I remember we were outside and I remember the sand was so soft. I was like walking around and I was just like, look, you know, like just walking around the whole event and just looking around and stuff. But anyways, before I got to that, yeah, I remember I saw Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington. And I was like across like the walkway, like the path, like where people were walking back and forth. It was almost like, I guess, like how a street would be set up. So they were like on one side of the street and I was like on the other, but it wasn't a street. It was just like a path, you know, like a beach type of thing or whatever. Like it, it was just sandy and um it was like nighttime, I think. And um, I remember I seen um, Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. So Kamaru Usman was kind of like on the far right side. And then Colby was to the left of him. And I knew they weren't talking to each other, but they were definitely sitting close enough to where they were like arm length away. And um, Colby was just staring at me like he was just staring at me with like just evil look, you know, and it was enough to where, um, the old me <laughs> before I came to Christ would definitely, you know, think that that would be like a situation, like a, a, a situation where just from being that distance away, if I threw my hands up, like, yo, what the, what is you looking at or whatever? Like the old me, like, you know, I probably would have said something like, WTF you looking at, you know, and it would have been on because he just had that type of energy. But like now I'm more aware, more mature in my walk with the Lord that you got to think like even when you're dreaming, it's still showing you parts of yourself. I mean, because a lot of times we, we just we don't even know we're dreaming, you know, like a lot of people don't realize they're dreaming like you become awake in a dream and realize like oh this is a dream like a lot of people don't realize that like you're just going about your daily mannerisms and and you just act the same you know so i always feel like this is a a good way to kind of gauge if you're really changing in the physical is if you're actually changing in the spiritual you know so basically, like if you're if you're making pro progress in the physical realm, you'll see that in the spiritual realm. You know, if you're not changing in the physical realm, like even if you're getting the knowledge and stuff like that in the spiritual realm, you'll definitely see your flaws. You know, and I've always been since a very young kid, um, an avid, avid spiritual dream traveler or astral traveler or whatever it is, you know, I've always had that. And I've always, um, I, even when I was younger, I used to go by the dream child, Ilion. like my whole nickname when I first started making music was dream child, just because I have was, had such an active dream life, you know? Um, of course I missed out on a huge chunk of it in my life because, um, 
of drugs and stuff like that, you know? And, uh, you know, when you be so messed up on drugs, you don't remember your dreams. But, uh, I seen that he just was staring, you know, Kobe Covington was just staring at me crazy, you know? And, uh, it kind of irritated me at first, you know what I mean? But I ignored it. And, um, I realized like I was doing something over there. Like I was setting some stuff up too. And I really do think it was like something with some shirts or whatever. And, uh, I don't really know what my role was, but I definitely knew that I had permission to be there. And it was like almost like I had worked something out ahead of time with Dana and Dana when, when Dana finally arrived, cause he wasn't there at first. So like when everything was getting set up, when I was first there, no, it wasn't even none of the fighters weren't even really there yet. You know what I mean? It was just like all of the vendors were just setting up the stage people, just how it is like with anything. And I used to set up and tear down stages for, um, nationwide and Polaris Amphitheater. So, you know, I got to be backstage and, and meet celebrities. And that's pretty much how it was, it was, you know, like all that stuff is going on before any of the fans get there, you know, so. The celebrities, they're backstage and they, they, they're seeing the vendors and the t-shirt guys and popcorn guys and the stage hands and all of that. Like everybody's, you know, working together behind the scenes to set up this, this show. And that really is how it works. And so even though I've never got to be a part of setting up stages, tearing up stages for any type of like, sporting events or anything like that it was always like concerts this was it felt very similar to that so i was just thinking like you know i seen kamaru uzman and kobe covington i seen kamaru look at me but then he wasn't staring or like gawking he just you know noticed that i was there like we all seen each other and then he was like back in his phone doing something but kobe um, I remember he had a belt on his shoulder. He had, you know, his MAGA hat on and he had his, his glasses on. But um, at one point he had his glasses on. Like when he was staring at me, he, yeah, I think maybe he still did have his glasses. Either way, I know I could see his eyes through the glasses. So if he had the glasses on, they were really um, light and see through to where you could still see his, his eyes. But he was kind of hunched over, like, like elbow to knee, you know, and he was just staring. He wouldn't stop staring at me. And like I said, yeah, at first, you know, it, it kind of triggered a little bit. So I kind of knew I have some residue left over um, with that that I'm dealing with in the physical realm to this day. Because, you know, in life, you know, me, my whole life, I've been a street fighter. So, um that happens a lot, you know, for, for guys who, who are street fighters or who get in a lot of street fights, you, we, we know how that is, you know, people we call mean mugging, people who are just staring at you evil, like they got a chip on their shoulder. And then if you got a chip on your shoulder, boom, that's a fight, you know, and those people always seem to find each other in life. Um, now I'm more aware of it and I know it's demonic led and I just know those are demons and it's a demon of anger. Uh, and, um, you can see that in people and it's, it's, it's in everybody, women, men. Um, but now I, I automatically recognize it for what it is before I was just so dumb and I just, you know, I was led by that. I was controlled by that demon and that demon would get me in so many type of fights and it happens all day long. I mean, I'm everywhere all day long. I'm all over Columbus, you know. Every side of town, north, south, east, west, all day long. And, um, so I, I'm, I'm running into these type of people all day long. And since I am in that line of work where I'm traveling to all these places all day long, I, I gotta keep myself in check because I got a job to do and I gotta stay focused on what I'm doing. And so I can't keep getting caught up in all these little disputes because honestly, I would be getting in fights all day long on every side of town all day long and um so now like i'm starting to understand this job um 
has actually helped me a lot with my my anger because I've always been hot headed. Everybody who knows me knows I'm hot headed. It's kind of like why I'm in this line of work because I'm a hot headed person. Like I'm a firecracker. Like it doesn't take much for me to start fighting. You know, like I said, now that I'm more mature, my walk with the Lord, I've learned to overcome these things. Um, obviously with the teachings and love and help of Jesus, my Lord and savior, um, so I just want to give you guys some insight to this because I definitely know that God was showing me some things. And, um, so, uh, you know, I saw that Kobe was, was me mugging or whatever. And so like I ignored it and I think I was going, I went, look back down and went through my phone. I think I might have kind of chuckled a little bit, which made him mad. And angered him. Like I said, when people got this demon controlling them, they can get into all kinds of, uh, confrontations and fights. And, um, and that's what, you know, that's what it is, you know? Um, and so, you know, when you mature, you kind of see that and you, you learn to avoid it. And I mean, you got to think in the jungle with gorillas and apes, they don't even make eye contact with each other because eye contact is such a, a trigger. And if we're living in a cursed and fallen world and eyes are the window to the soul and demons can possess animals and people, well, these demons are looking looking through our eyes, you know, if they, they come into a person, you know, they, you getting into a car, you're going to be looking out the windshield. You're going to be looking out the windows of the vehicle to see out of it. So the windows are our eyes and that's how demons can look. So if the animal kingdom is aware of that, you know, it's just deep. I mean, look up Coco the gorilla, you know, cause I don't think a lot of people understand like, how intelligent, you know, the animal kingdom is, you know. Um, but yeah, just look up Coco the gorilla. She just died last year, you know, but, um, she, she was just extremely intelligent gorilla that knew sign language and communicated with, um, her handlers and, and humans. And there's even a clip where, when she met Robin Williams, cause she used to watch Robin Williams movies, you know, and she knew he was a funny guy. And when she f- got to meet him, she was like trying to tickle him and he was tickling her. And, but I mean, he's just an intelligent creature and, and, you know, don't get too much into it because even like the lady that was her teacher or whatever, when she initially started, um, researching and started the Gorilla Research Foundation or whatever. I, initially, it was only for like four years, and she, that's when she was trying to introduce sign language and all that, you know, and then, and, and they, de- they definitely feel like, you know, we've evolved from these creatures, but we have, we definitely did not, you know, Jesus created us in his image, and, um, um, you know, the animal kingdom is the animal kingdom and we are completely different species. We, we're definitely, you know, the, the more advanced species and race. And, um, and that's a reason for that, you know, but, um, long story short, um, um, so I, you know, we definitely made eye contact. And like I said, I could have responded how I would normally respond and be like, you know, what the F are you looking at? And, you know, it could have been a situation, but I'm just more mature with that. Now my walk with the Lord and I just, I'm not going to be, I have power over these demons in Jesus name. And I know my authority and um, you guys understand, even though Lucifer, Satan or whatever is, a, is a very powerful spiritual person being, um, he's very immature, you know, and when you walk with the Lord, you, 
the spiritual maturity that you get from Jesus is just, you know, <laughs> I don't even know a word for it to put it. Like, I want to say astronomical, but I don't even like using that word, but it's just all powerful. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just deep. I can't even think of it. It's just a very, very powerful spiritual maturity and gift from God to just understand how perfect everything is. And as much as I struggle here when I'm in the physical world at night, when I, when I come to my sanctuary and come to my, my home and I can block out the outside world and really just have time to meditate on the word and be alone with Jesus. I mean, it's just so many revelations upon revelations. I mean, he's just, he's my Lord and savior and I love him. And I'm just so thankful that I was able to figure out what life was about and was able to start forming a relationship with, with Jesus because I mean, uh, you know, it makes you want to cry. It's just so, it's so deep and powerful. But, um, um, such a deep spiritual insight just from this dream, you know. Sometimes you don't even know why you're dreaming it until you start really talking about it and, and you know, writing it down or getting it out there. But um, I seen what was up with that, you know. I seemed like he he definitely was angered because he's next to Kamaru Uzman, but Kamaru was it seemed so mature, you know what I mean, like so mature like and respectful you know like he's seen me too and obviously he's a little irritated because he has to sit next to this guy but they know what it is like when the cameras are on and all that then they can go into character and i don't even want to say character but you know they got to sell their fights and they got to you know make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do when the cameras are on because this is a company. This is their job. It is an entertainment. Um, it's in the entertainment field. And so there's just a lot of, uh, similarities and correlation to being on a movie set when it's action and it's time to go, then it's time to go. And when it's not action, you know, it's like since I've been an actor, for I don't know um 10 years now something like that I really I think I got signed to my talent agency in 2008 or 2010 between that time now I think I was first in a movie in 2008 but I actually didn't sign with an agency two years so two years later but anyway I've been acting about 12 years and maybe longer than that actually because when I first started doing music videos I was doing it myself and um I was actually extremely uncomfortable being on camera because I really was kind of like slightly autistic growing up or very introverted and to myself and just a quiet person, which brought me a lot of problems because people take offense to that. People get so offended if you're if you don't. You know, this is a very prideful, arrogant world, you know, so people want other people to be like, hey, Johnny, how you doing? Hey, man, it's great to see you, man. You look great. Like people expect other people to treat them that like like that, like they're celebrity or royalty. And so when you get a guy like me that comes wrong, that comes along, that doesn't do that to people, they get offended by it. Like they really, really get offended by it. Even in my line of work, like being a taxi driver or whatever, um, you know, people expect that. Like they expect me to be like, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Like, da-da. you know, they like, especially when you pick up people from the airport, they like expect you to jump out the car. Like, hey, how you doing, sir? Can I get your bags for you? But it's just never been my behavior, you know? And so people get offended. Like I actually literally get complaints people try to get me fired like why is this guy doing this type of line of work if he's not a people person like they get so mad if you don't kiss their butt basically is what it comes down to but no i'm not that type of guy you know i've never been that type of guy and it's not like i'm intentionally not doing that to make you mad which is what they think because, you know, they're egotistical, arrogant, self-absorbed, prideful. That's the problem with, with Satan. 
you know, and, and that's why the whole reason he got kicked out of heaven. Um, and that's the problem with this world, you know, with the people who are living in a fallen state, they, you are of your father, the devil, you know? So, um, uh, I don't know. I just kind of felt like in that first interaction with Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington, like I could see Kamaru was just a very mature individual and it wasn't, he was just a genuine guy. Like he wasn't someone that was prior for arrogant in that way. I'm not saying he doesn't have prior to arrogance because, you know, to be in this sport, um, I kind of think that goes hand in hand in a little bit like, oh, you think you could beat me? Well, I could beat you. So there's definitely pride there, you know, because it's, it's, it's a very competitive sport. So you have to have that, you know, and that's why it was so detrimental for me to stop training in an environment where there's just a lot of people that's like that you know what i mean and as much as i tried to be extremely humble in my approach when i was training you know mixed martial arts and being there and and since i was such a fan of the sport and i loved him and you know when my dad died you know he was he my dad always wanted me to be a fighter you know what i mean um and really you know I, I could be a great fighter because I can take the punishment and I can dish it out. And I just have like a, a, a structure, like my bone structure in my face. Like I got a fat face, but they call it like a boxer jaw. Like I just never been knocked out or anything like that. So, and I'm not saying this to, to, you know, toot my own horn and be like, oh, duh, 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 I'm this and that. Definitely not, you know, because at the core of my being, I am very non-confrontational, very shy and don't like fighting at all. It's just that it just happened to me in my life. Like I just got bullied so much. And I remember in my early years, I never fought back. Like my my actual nature is to not fight back because my God knows who he created. I don't, I don't know who I am. You know what I mean? God knows who we are when he created us. We're trying to figure it out. We're all here trying to figure out who we really are, you know? And, you know, as now that I'm 40 years old, it's just like I was when I was like seven, eight years old. I'm just not the guy that that likes confrontation. I don't like to fight. And if I can run and hide from it, I will, but I'm not a coward. So it's kind of like juxtaposed. It's kind of like, you know, opposite things here. Like I really am a warrior because God created me to be a warrior. I really am tough. I am really a soldier because that's how God made me. But in my heart, I I really don't like it. I really don't like to hurt people, even though I can. And I don't like to have those interactions with my brothers and sisters here because I love all my brothers and sisters here. And I don't, we're a family, you know, and it really is about love and unity here. And uh, <clears throat> to like a lower level to a person who's not on that level of spiritual maturity, that could sound like a cop out. It could sound soft or weak or cowardice, but it really isn't. You know what I mean? Like, I've always been a type of person, even when I was younger, like when people jump me, I mean, people would jump, like somebody would try to fight me and they couldn't beat me. They would get their friends involved. Like I literally had a situation. I remember this kid's name, Andy Moretto or something like that. I don't I think that something like that. And um I don't know why. Like, people would just create fights with me, you know, and I just didn't know. Sometimes it was more things behind the scene, like uh, my sister or just people gossiping. And that's another thing I've never been a part of, like gossiping. I don't like talking about people in any type of way. Even if you're my enemy and we have, like, a mutual friend and that mutual friend comes to me when he's having a problem with you and he starts talking down on you, I won't talk down on you. I'm just like, you know, they're going through something in life and well, yeah, yeah, but you and him did this. Yeah. But you know, we're just at different levels, you know, 
and I'm talking about spiritual maturity. We're just at different levels to where I'm still not going to talk back down about them. And then I even have people like, well, I want to get you guys together so you guys can be friends again. I'm like, no, well, yeah, you're a Christian. You're supposed to forgive them. I do. I do forgive them, but I just don't want to be around them no more. You know, like we, we had our interactions. We had our time. Um, things didn't work out. We were on different levels. And so they need to go and learn lessons and let God work with them in their life. And I need to go back and be with God and have God work, work out lessons in my life. Never that I'm on a higher level than you. It's just, I got different lessons to learn and you got different lessons to learn. And maybe I've learned some of those lessons that you learned. And maybe you learned some of the lessons that I learned, you know, like maybe you need to go to math class right now, but I just got done with math class. Now I need to go to science class, you know, and so that's just how I'm trying to explain it so so people can understand. So let me get back to this dream real quick because I want to go back to sleep and see if God will give me another dream before I got to go to work. Um, God, it's so great, man. And, you know. He's structured and he's on time. And when you, it's not about God getting on our time, right? We have to get on God's time. And God is good. And God does this. God has his little schedule with me. You know, God likes for me to be in bed at least by 10 o'clock. But, you know, sometimes I stay up later and it really doesn't matter. Like he's still going to wake you up when he wakes you up unless you really overdo it. If I stay up to three or four, then... I'm probably not going to wake up around five, five thirty. There's a lot. If I go better, get, go to bed at time, God will wake me. God has woke me up at two thirty, three thirty, four thirty, and five thirty. You know what I'm saying? So this was, you know, I woke up around five, five thirty for this. So, um, yeah, I so saw Colby. He was super irritated that he had to be next, next to Kamaru Usman. Kamaru, Kamaru Usman was kind of like <laughs> laughing a little bit like you know you're my little brother type of thing and i think that gives a lot of insight to the fight that's coming up that kamaru uzman may be victorious because a lot this has a lot to do with it you know what i mean and kamaru uzman kind of had the the vibe like and eh, you're like my little brother like yeah you're very you have a high energy output you're doing good um in the sport but you're still like a little brother to me. And even though you got high cardio, I just feel like if Kamaru's cardio is on point, that Kobe's not really going to be a problem for him when they fight, you know. So that could be a little insight for the people who are really into the sport or whatever. Now, there's some other headliners there. And um, I was also made aware from my boxing coach at the time that Matt Brown was supposed to be on this card. You know, and I think he even gave me a name that he was supposed to be on, but I haven't spoke to anybody there since then. I don't communicate with Harrison just because of extracurricular activities outside of the gym that I'm trying to stay away from. I love him and his family. They are my brothers and sisters and I always had them in my prayers and I really do because I really do got love for them and I got love for Matt. I mean, these are just great people. But like I said, we're all on different levels and just like they may be on different levels with fighting and stuff and and in their life, they could be doing better to me materialistically as far as living in better dwellings and and have a higher income than I do and they may feel more um, like they're doing better in life than me and they are definitely like I have no problem you know that I have a humble existence that I live in poverty and that I live in the hood and um, you know I'm kind of primitive like I don't have a stove and I don't have like a dryer and you know I got to air dry my clothes and um i can't cook like an actual good home cooked meal like i always have to eat out and like eat raw foods like you know fruits and vegetables and stuff it's okay i'm very happy with that i'm so blessed by the lord and i can just only praise jesus um i, I don't drive a Royce royce or 
you know, have any luxury vehicles. At one point, I was starting to move up in the world like that, but it was all the wrong way through drug dealing, you know, and had a Mercedes Benz and the drop top convertible uh, Chrysler Crossfire limited edition. Um, But God took all that from me, you know, and I'm so thankful for that because I have I had to get humble. I had to kill that pride and that arrogance. It would have killed me. It would have took me to hell. So praise the Lord Jesus for that. Um, praise the Lord in Jesus name for that. Um, so let me get back to the dream. I'm so sorry for getting sidetracked. Um, so I seen that and, you know, I ignored it and Kobe was super irritated that he had to be there. Be next to Kaburu Uzman, his body language, you know, he had his, you know, elbows to knees, belt belt on his shoulder, glasses, hat on, face. Even though they were next to each other, his body was kind of angled, facing more to the left. And Kamaru Usman was to the, you know, just sitting normal, no problem, calm as a cool as a fan or whatever. And you know, so I was walking around at the event waiting for it to get started, and then Dana popped up. And I was a little bit starstruck, you know, because Dana White, you know, and if you're a fan of the sport, you know, he's head honcho. He runs everything. And um, I could tell he was like, he wasn't thrilled about the turnout of the event. You know, he, he seems a little irritated. You know, it definitely felt like um, the Masvidal Diaz fight was way bigger than this, than this event. And this is three title fights going on on December 14th. So you got Amanda Nunes title fight, uh, the Kamaru Usman title fight and, um, Max Holloway title fight. And it, you could definitely tell these numbers are not going to be the same as the, the Masvidal Diaz fight. And another big fight would be Masvidal Diaz. Nick Diaz, which is Nate Diaz's older brother, but I won't get into all that because there's a lot of people who are not fans of the sport, so they probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, um, so anyways, um, I seen Dana, and I'm just like, I want to say something to him, you know. And he was he just walked up, standing next to me, and you know, somebody just walks up and stands next to you. More likely, a conversation is going to ensue, you know, and I didn't really know what to say because I was just like, what do I say to this guy? And I don't want to say like, eh, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good turnout because that's kind of disrespectful to him because he's the promoter and this is what he does. This is his job. And but I could tell that this is what he was thinking because he's just like <laughs> like that. And he's in his phone and he's like shaking his head. So I could tell he's in his thoughts and he's thinking. And I was like, um, I don't know. I said something to him and I was like, this is a good, great location. I'm like, it's a good location, man. And I just started talking about, I wanted to be positive, you know what I mean? And, and I don't, you, know, you don't want to be Debbie Downer and have say something negative to somebody, you know, when you know this is their event and they're doing their best to try to, you know, sell out a show and have a good turnout. You don't want to be negative, you know what I mean? So, I wanted to say something positive to like encourage him. So I was trying to find something and that's what, it, what I started talking about. And I'm like, man, you know, I walked over there and I'm like, this is just such a great place. And did you see the sand? I'm like, this sand is really, it was kind of silly, but the sand was so nice. Like I've like remember walking in the sand. I don't know if I, I don't remember taking my shoes off. You know, dreams are weird like that, but I definitely remember that my feet were in the sand and I was just like, good sand you know and um i don't know we were kind of just talking about that and i was like yeah um and like i said i don't know if there's any facts to this like i don't even know matt's record but i definitely don't feel this is accurate at all because matt is a beast in the sport and he's definitely somebody i looked up to because he's from ohio and there's no pun or you know, disrespect to this at all, but I was like, yeah, uh, I was like Matt Brown. Cause I knew that Dana obviously knows who he is. Cause he's one of Dana's fighters or whatever. 
And I'm like, yeah, man, Matt Brown opened a gym, man. It's a great facility. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting and, and training with him for a few months. I think it was like six months or whatever, but I just said a few months. And, um, and I'm like, yeah, man, he's, he's great. And then I was saying it too, cause I thought I, I knew he was supposed to be on that fight card. I don't know if he still is or not. Like I actually haven't looked at the fight card. I just knew it was three title fights and those were three title fights. And, uh, of course, title fights are going to overshadow any other fights on the card. And they always do in this sport. And that's like never disrespect to the other fights on the card because he always puts together a pack card and there's always great fights that they don't highlight. Which they should definitely, um, like there's definitely a lot of fights that need more attention that are on a fight card. And I feel like even those fighters that are fighting know that they need that attention. And I think just the way the promotion is set up is like, look, man, this is the title fight where this draws people in and then they're going to see how stacked the card is, but we have to draw them in with this and then they'll see how stacked the card is. And then another thing, an angle too, from a promoter's point of view, they don't really want to highlight the other great fights on the card because that's more money they're going to have to pay out to the fighter. So it's strategic in a way. And everybody knows, even the promoter and the people that are setting up the fights that the whole card is stacked and there's tons of great fights on the card but yeah they do have to try they know people's attention spans are limited and they don't want to overload their senses so they kind of just got to focus on you know it's Conor McGregor fighting Floyd Mayweather but they don't talk about all the other great fights on the card it's just the way it goes in boxing and MMA and all that and true fans of the sport understand that how that goes so um I was like yeah Matt Brown man you know he's great fighter man he's a he's a beast man you know i can't wait to see him get back into the sport and then dana says something crazy he's like yeah yeah matt brown seven he was the whole time he was in his phone it wasn't like he was he would glance to me every now and then but he was definitely preoccupied you know he's super busy super super focused and concentrated on his passion and his life which is this company he's built in this sport which God was telling me, like, he doesn't know me. Dana White doesn't know me. You know, this is the underlying message here. This is what God was showing me, you know, which is also like, why follow? Why follow anything in life other than the creator? Why follow the creation that the creator created and not follow the creator? Why not praise and worship and be obsessed with Jesus, who put, who started all of this, who's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, whose words will never pass away. The heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away, which is another thing, too, that kind of worries because he does say, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not. So, I mean, is there an end to heaven? So, we're not there for eternity. Same thing with hell, because if Satan gets destroyed at some point, is, is hell really for eternity, too? So... If the beginning and ending is with Jesus, I don't know. I mean, I know Enoch and Moses and, you know, these people have been in heavens for thousands of years and they still don't understand God, you know, f fully. Or I don't know if we ever will, if it's even ever possible. Um, anyways, that's a discussion for another day. That's a discussion for a lifetime, <laughs> for an eternity. But that's what I was getting out of this, you know, like, wow, this is what Jesus is telling me. Like, man, this guy is a, a millionaire, billionaire, extremely wealthy, has all these tool, all these toys and all this money and this great lifestyle. And, but he doesn't know the creator. He doesn't know Jesus and probably doesn't believe. And it's not even in his mind to register what it's going to be like. When he's left behind, when the great tribulation takes place, because money will just be flying in the street. All this, this money that these rappers are holding up in their videos, all these stacks of cash that they're flaunting and boasting and being arrogant about, 
It'll just be like litter, like confetti in the street. Like all of these toys, none of this stuff's going to matter when the natural things are not there to provide for this. When there's, there's no animals to hunt, to eat, to feed yourself. When there's no good drinking water and there's, you know what I'm saying? Like the elements, like the elements that bring us life. When that is gone and it's just humans in the earth, then humans are going to start cannibalizing and eating each other to survive. And this is going to be the worst experience that have ever occurred in the history of mankind. It's the great tribulation. It's going to be worse than anything. That's what we're, we're coming into guys. You know what I mean? That's really what's about to happen here. So anyways, back to this dream. Yeah, Dana was like, yeah, 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 Matt Brown, uh, seven and three, um, great guy, but he pulled out of three fights, so he, I'm done with him. And I'm like, whoa. And I know that can't be accurate because he's had way. I mean, this, you know, Matt's been fighting forever, man. He's been fighting for, you know, he's 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 in the category of uh, GSP and and um, you know. He, I think he came in right after like the Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz era, you know, and, 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 and Tito Ortiz is still fighting. I mean, these are legends. I mean, Matt Brown is a legend, you know, and just to see like how Dana didn't even care. Like these, these fighters are nothing to him. They really don't mean anything to him. You know, it's almost like the way he looks at it, like, if I didn't put a camera on these guys and put them on posters and build them up, they're nobodies. And that's how he treats them. Like you can, like I said, man, a spiritual realm. I mean, there's just so much information there, you know. And I was kind of like devastated. Like, man, this guy's got a family. He's got kids. You know, he has to, he had, you know, and he, he, he was out of the sport for an ACL injury. I mean, I got injured. I, I broke my hand three months ago and I couldn't go train. Like I could go train because, you know, everybody there, like I said, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. Like even one day I went there when I was out of training for a while. Like I stopped training just because I backslid and was partying way too heavy and was just up all night because I was on high off cocaine I couldn't wake up and make it to my training practices and I just completely didn't show up for a couple months and then I tried to come back and I was in jujitsu class and I felt like I was having a heart attack and the guys were like man just keep going keep going until the bell rings and I'm like no you guys don't understand like I probably was actually having a heart attack cardiac arrest or something and these guys were like just keep going keep going and they're like no no you guys don't understand I can't I can't, you know what I mean? But I didn't want to like be weak to these guys. Like, but I mean, that's how the body is. Like, if you don't keep it fine tuned completely in, in this regiment of, of that you started for yourself, like training. And I was training three, three, four times a day. You know what I mean? Like I wake up and do a, a, a little morning routine, do my jumping jacks, push ups, sit ups, uh, do some curls. Then take a shower, then go to the gym and, and, and do an hour of, uh, boxing and kickboxing with Harrison. And then right after that, you know, change my clothes real quick and try to jump into the jujitsu class for an hour, which take, you know, when you're wrestling and throwing people around, like, dude, that's, that zaps your energy more than boxing. And then after that, you know, I'll change my clothes and then I go straight to the gym. And I'll be at the gym for like two hours. And then I will go eat and then go to work. And then after all that, I will come home and probably run a lap. You know what I mean? And that was my training regimen. So when you just stop that cold turkey and start partying and you're doing drugs like cocaine that definitely affects your heart rate. And then you're smoking weed, which affects your lungs and your breathing. And then you just try to go back into that routine two months later. Of course, you're going to have 
a heart attack or stroke or cardiac or you know your body's like eh, what's, what are you doing to me here you know what i'm saying so that's what kind of what happened but then i started getting back into my training regimen weaning off the drugs but then i got into a fight and when i got into a fight and messed my hand up my hand was so painful and it was so swollen that i knew it could have just been a fracture i knew i probably actually broke it again i mean i broke this hand multiple times throughout the years you know and um you know once you shatter all those little bones in your hand and they don't heal correctly like i was putting the cast and i cut the cast off because it was just getting on my nerves you know so i'm just a dumbass excuse me for cussing but that's the truth i'm just i just did a lot of dumb stuff in my life and so it took a lot longer for my hand to heal. Like it's just now starting to, it's just now healed. And we're coming into December and I got in a fight like three, three and a half months ago. That's a long time, you know, to be out for a hand injury. I think, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's good now. I mean, it's, and my knuckles is way bigger. It's like on steroids. It's a huge, so that's the plus to it, you know what I mean? It gets way stronger and way harder. But um anyway, um so yeah, when he did that, I was just like, Wow, man, that's crazy. Cause I just I know Matt, like on a personal level, man, I you know, met his family, his brother's wife, his daughter, and so I was just like, Wow, man, like I kind of felt bad, you know. He said, never again. Now, I don't know what's going on in the physical world because I'm out of the loop. As far as I know, that could be false. He could still be on, on the December 14th fight card in Vegas or wherever it's at. And he could still have a fight. But just from this dream, like, and it felt real. I mean, I'm not even playing, you know, like, I don't know if God just put us all in the same dream. I definitely know that that is possible because when I used to dabble in New Age and the occult, um, I would attack people in a dream state and I would tell people like, man, if you don't believe that I could come see you, you know, and I don't have to be in my physical body that I can come see you and bring you problems. I'll be seeing you this week. I'm going to come see you. And then I want you to come and tell me and my friend big, I did that to my friend, big homie. Cause we were kind of, we always bump heads since I met him. Cause he was always real judgmental when he came around me and stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't want to deal with this kid. You know what I'm saying? Like he coming to my studio, he being all disrespectful, saying a lot of disrespect. I'm like, I don't got to deal with that. But I kind of felt like God at the time was like, nah, work with him, you know, work with him. Be patient. You know, he's going to, you're going to learn from him and he's going to learn from you, you know. And he was going to learn more from me than I was from him. But really, it was even, you know. But at the time, that's kind of how, like, I felt. So anyway, um, 